0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and creatives about what it looks like to raise kids and also build companies. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. Hey, everyone. Before we dig in, I want to tell you that our annual leadership program, the Wise Women's Council, just wrapped up probably the one of the most epic years in our years of running the program what an incredible nine months we had together. We gathered 28 women, and over the course of last year, we welcomed eight new babies. We watched people submit to TED Talks, to the World Economic Forum. We cheered on somebody crossing the eight-figure mark in business. We cheered on someone hitting the six-figure mark in business. We had so many milestones, so many successes, so many new humans, and oh, by the way, we lived through a pandemic together. Uh, I can't think of a more perfect thing for living through the pandemic than something like the Wise Women's Council. It was an incredible year and I am kind of bittersweet and sad that it is already over. But what that means is we are looking ahead to 2021 because we are opening up applications for the next cycle of our annual leadership program. If you are looking for a community, a leadership incubator, and a place to be with other working parents who are women, who are navigating all of the mayhem that life brings to us on a constant basis, then look no further and come apply to join us in the Wise Women's Council. All of the details are on startupparent.com slash WWC. So that stands for Wise Women's Council. If you go to startupparent.com slash WWC, you can find out all about the program, what it looks like to be a part of the leadership incubator, and the two different levels there are for joining us this year. I read every single application. I have people tell me that even the application made them feel better, which is quite a feat. I don't know if that will be true for everyone, but I do hope that having a little bit of time to apply and to think about who you want to be and how you want to grow in the upcoming year lifts you up a little bit in these days that are always so seemingly so all over the place. So come apply to join us in the Wise Women's Council. It's our annual leadership mastermind and incubator. It's for women who are parents and entrepreneurs and business leaders. You do not have to be strictly an entrepreneur to join us. You can join us if you have your sight set on figuring something out, your site set on growth, where you want to expand your capacity and your leadership potential. That's the Wise Women's Council. We are now open for applications for the 2021 class. Early bird applications are open until January 22nd. The regular application deadline closes February 15th, and we kick off our year together on March 1st. So I hope to see you apply. So welcome to 2021, everyone. I, you know, hello, 2021. It's like, it's like, I think we all, and I'm not gonna speak for everyone. I'll speak for myself. I was hoping that 2021 would be slightly easier than 2020. Just slightly easier than 2020. And instead 2021 (laughs) came to play. Oh my goodness. This year doesn't promise to be any easier than last year. Although I hope dearly that it is a little steadier Last year, uh, my family and I, we didn't have childcare for seven months and we're kicking off 2021 without childcare. (laughs) So here we are doing the same thing. If you hear children's noises in the background, or you hear my husband uh, vacuuming or running a table saw or um, admonishing said small children, that is normal and expected and par for the course. Believe it or not, it is really hard to record a podcast with lots of tiny humans crowded together in a small space. So you, you get what you get and this is part of the package. So this episode's gonna be pretty short as far as I can tell, who knows? I definitely am feeling the effects of social awkwardness from the last year, so if I ramble for a long time, hopefully my editor will cut me off because I don't don't feel like talking for 60 minutes is gonna be helpful to anyone, including myself. But I really hope that all of you are hanging in there and doing the best you can and finding some steadiness, some clarity, even some ease, some, DGAFs, D-G-A-F, I'll let you figure out that acronym, um, and some moments of joy amidst all of the consternation that surrounds us. It has been really overwhelming. This is, we are living through unbelievable circumstances and times. This is not easy, and I regularly get on the phone with my friends and my cousins and colleagues and just talk about like what this is asking of us in terms of emotional processing and standing up for what we believe in and and leaning into our leadership capacity when it also feels like we're being so overwhelmed, burdened and blitzed by all of this. So I wanna tell you about a couple of things coming up and also about a couple of things that I'm really proud of over the last year that we've done, things that you may or may not have seen, but that we were able to pull off and ship here at Startup Parent. And I would dedicate an entire episode to each of these, but I don't know if I don't know if and when I'll have the space to be able to do a full episode for each. So we're just gonna rattle them off in quick succession. First, we successfully changed our name. We were startup uh, pregnant. Ooh, I'm getting better at saying that. We were we are startup parent. We were startup pregnant for a long time. And that's where this project began. If you go back and you listen to early episodes, or if you've been a longtime listener, you know that this this is and was the Startup Pregnant podcast and the Startup Pregnant website and project. And as we grew, as I grew through this project, and I started to have more and more conversations, we've reached 175 episodes of the podcast. Woohoo! This is our fourth year of the leadership incubator that we've done. I've had Hundreds of conversations with working parents and done interviews and surveys and polls. And the more that I have these conversations, the more obvious it's become to me that we are not representing pregnancy, but we are representing parenting. And there are many reasons that this name change is so important to me and also to the work that we are doing. One of them, which is first and foremost, we Start with a feminist first approach, and we interview women on our podcast. But we cannot change the dynamics at home and the dynamics in the workplace if only women are having this conversation. So, this conversation can and must be about parenting. Also, not everyone who is a parent is pregnant to become a parent, right? There are so many different ways to become a parent, and we have talked about that since the inception of this project. There are so many different ways to become a parent but limiting us in the name startup pregnant to only those who are experiencing pregnancy really cuts off the door to all the conversations that we wanna have. So what does this mean for the Wise Women's Council or for the podcast or for gender-based spaces? Well, we're not gonna stop having the Wise Women's Council and we still think that having a space for women to have conversation is super important. We need to have these conversations, but it's a multi-layered approach Imagine several circles overlapping. We need space for a conversation around parenting writ large, but we also need conversations around parenting for the different communities that are experiencing different versions of parenting. We need places for women to feel safe and to have conversations about what it means to be a parent and be a mother. And we also need men's spaces to have conversations around how hard it is to be a parent and to be a dad in today's society. That's all part of our future vision. So the Wise Women's Council isn't going anywhere. We're going to keep having the Wise Women's Council, and we're going to keep dedicating space to having these kinds of conversations in many different rooms. We need lots of rooms, and we need more conversation. But the brand Startup Parent now represents being able to expand outwards and tell more stories about what parenting looks like and to hopefully continue to bridge the gap so that men and women and all genders can come together and be having a conversation about what the future of work looks like and what the future of parenting can be. So I am thrilled that we are rebranded. The project took Oh, it took a while. We I had, to, I had to auction for the URL. I had to buy that. Um, then I had a whole master plan and no childcare and then everything. And then we were, I don't know if I told you all, but we were moving. So we moved in the middle of August, which is packing up two toddlers and making sure that boxes don't fall and bookshelves don't fall and that we're not, you know, in the middle of a pandemic getting in the way of folks. It was, it was... Um, It was a hot minute it was a hot august minute in new york city to try to do that so uh to pull off a project like this to pull off the brand change took a tremendous amount of work and an organization and my project managers out there you will really appreciate this to the infinitesimal degree of saying and what piece can i do in 45 minutes and ship because so often there are so many projects that are reliant on so many other pieces and getting all the social media handles and getting all of the different components together was so hard and so I just kept shipping things live because I didn't know if I would have a chance again to save my work and come back. So if any of you are paying close attention and I actually trust that most of you were not paying close attention because of the year that we had, we shifted one tiny thing the first week of August, and then one tiny thing the second week of August, and then one tiny thing in September, and so our social media handles were slowly changing, and our URLs were slowly changing, and things broke, and it was madness over here. Not not too, not too much madness, but it was it was a lot, because I could feel the perfectionism side of myself being like, this all should be published right now. Like, why is that not working? But there was no way that I was gonna be able to get this all done and pull it off with a clean sweep. And I did get a lot of emails, like I said, Sarah, your website says one thing, but this is another. And I took that as such a treat because it means that people actually are paying attention and that they notice, and that means a lot to me. Um, And on my worst day, on my worst day, I was like, yes, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, it's not finished. Uh, But on my best day, I was tickled because it means that people really, really are watching and part of this conversation. So for that, I'm really thankful. We are close, but we're not finished with this project. There's more to do, more to do always, but we've gotten the bones of it together. We have new branding uh, and you'll see it. You'll see Startup Parent out there. So thank you all for noticing, for paying attention and for more importantly, being part of a conversation about the future of work and parenting from a parent's first um, perspective. Also in our highlights reel, I was really hoping that after four years of, I was pregnant twice, my kiddos are four and a half and a little over two now. So it's actually been a little over five years of all of this physical work with my body. I was really crossing my fingers that there might be just a slight easing up of the exhaustive load of work that it can take biologically and intimately. And just the, energy it takes to raise a human being and a pandemic came through which definitely upended those plans. And instead of adding more to my plate, I had to do the same thing that I did in those years prior, which is cut things from my plate, cut things from my plate, cut things from my plate, do less, do less, do less. And I have a book called Streamline Your Business. We are renaming that as well. That book is currently called Do Half. It's how to do half as much in your business, how to take a whole bunch of stuff off of your plate. And I'm expanding the book to talk to people about what they take off their plate, like how they do less. Through that process, I realized I had to do it again. And I sat down and I did a whole exercise of doing less. And it was August when I was facing the fall and I realized the pandemic numbers were coming up and that we had this huge, huge election and I had such limited time and energy. So I asked myself, how, how, how can I cut more off my plate? But I found a way. And that was through not doing weekly podcast episodes while not having childcare and reducing the scope of the newsletter, writing it a lot less frequently, giving myself permission to uh, reduce the marketing projects that I had, to do projects halfway and not finish them in the timeframe that my mind was attached to. I I mean, we like bathing our kids. We did We do that a lot less. And when it comes to the clothes they wear, I'm gonna keep them in the same clothes until they are truly stinky and dirty so that there's so much less laundry to do. We, uh, (laughs) you'll love this, our dishwasher broke and our laundry broke. Uh, But because of that, I got paper plates because I was spending an hour and a half every night cleaning dishes uh, to the point where my hands were cracking and I was putting Aquaphor on and then I got gloves and I was just like, I need to hold up a minute because until we get a new dishwasher installed... I actually think we're gonna use paper plates. You know, I want my kids to eat vegetables and I also serve them like a scoop of yogurt and an apple for like every meal. And that's just, in a string cheese. And I'm like, you know what? You're gonna be fine. Like we we are in survival mode over here and that's where we're at right now. The strange and bizarre punchline of cutting all of this stuff off my plate and doing so much less is that we actually doubled our numbers, which I, I wanna, you know, caveat with a lot of different pieces of analysis. But we doubled the number of clients we worked with and um 2020 had double revenue from 2019, which flabbergasts me because I wasn't paying attention to the numbers throughout the year. I didn't sit down and do my profit and loss on regular intervals. I didn't do it until the end of December. And I just It's not a direct correlation here, like we cannot prove causation that, oh, cut things in half and your numbers will double. Please don't take that away from what I'm saying. So much of the work uh, and the revenue from 2020 is from the groundwork that we've been building in 2018 and 2019. There's momentum here. And I think that the true losses of 2020 won't be seen until, you know, 2021 and 2022 and afterwards, and they're going to have repercussions in different ways. But what it tells me is it just goes to show just how important this leadership work is, how important women's businesses are, how important women's leadership is, how essential it is that we come together in community. And in fact, how much more people want to be in spaces with other like minded people committed to their growth and talking about these things, talking about how to change work, how to change parenting now more than ever. And it tells me that what we're doing to support working parents matters so much. And that's really meaningful to me. Full transparency, my take home did not increase a tremendous amount from 2019 to 2020. We doubled our revenue, but I also hired several people for the first time in my business this year to help support me in it because I did not have the capacity with uh, childcare. And in setting up sustainable systems and systems that will scale, slowly. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to create mass volume or mass scale. I'm trying to create work that matters that scales sustainably. I need to train people and I need people on board to help me. So I was able to hire a couple of people this year and so my take home didn't change tremendously. But the the fact that I was able to hire people to set up systems and to double the revenue this year has been I mean, eye-opening and really rewarding. Mm-hmm. The next thing that's a big, key, important takeaway for me, of course, is the Wise Women's Council, this leadership program that we are building, and the incredible work that we're doing. We have coaches on our staff now. We have an incredible community program. I have been geeking out about community design and facilitation design, and I have very high standards when it comes to Zoom calls and helping people feel welcome and creating a space that's actually supportive and meets people where they are. I am not I am not building crappy Zoom calls. I will I will give myself that much. And as a testament to that, uh, you know, I I'm going to be interviewing people who've been through the program and sharing some of what they say about the program because it I am so proud of it. I'm so thankful for it because I think it does what I want it to do. And that is an incredible feeling as an entrepreneur. It is so hard to make things and then to do the hard work of making things that actually work, right? There's the vision, there's the dream, there's the what you want to make in the world, there's the change that you seek to make, and then there's actually doing it. And that process is so, so hard. It's not just marketing, right? It's not just, it, the next step after that is then finding people and, and convincing them to try things and bringing them into your world. And those, I think those pieces of entrepreneurship, having an idea and then executing on it really well and then uh, and in simultaneously, maybe not in then, it's probably not serial. But having people um, participate and communicating to them, even just customer acquisition, it's it's such a challenging space okay, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that all of these things are really challenging in the entrepreneurship journey. And so I am just deeply, deeply thankful and grateful. I've been working on this for four years and I think we have something that works and that, that just makes me, it makes me honestly want to shout from the rooftops about it because I'm not questioning whether or not the program is good. I know the program is good. So I'm really thankful for that. And I want to do several episodes about the wise women's council and tell you all about it because it's just such an incredible group of people and a process where I'm not teaching you leadership principles. I'm not teaching you an uh, a business curriculum. We are creating space for your growth. We are creating a container for your growth, where you get to show up as your messy, full, entire self and talk through your real life. When we don't hide parts of your life, you don't have to code switch between motherhood and partnership and societal expectations and business, but you can show up and say all of the things that are on your mind and your heart and talk about them with other strong, beautiful, wonderful, humble people who will encourage you and support you and won't judge you. And that kind of space, I think, is incredibly rare in the world. So that's our leadership incubator. It's a space for you to show up and say, hey, you know what? I've been trying for six months to get pregnant with my second kid and I am dealing with unexpected infertility and I'm devastated by it. I've had more miscarriages than I wanna talk about and my business is doing incredibly well right now. And so when you see me on television and you see me showing up, That video of me that looks like I'm at the peak of my career is happening at the same time. I had a miscarriage in the week before, and that's all a part of who I am. I'm not distinct. I, it's not either or, it's not the, the combination of all of these things is the conversation that women are having. It's the conversation that women aren't having that I want to be able to have more of. So if you are feeling like you need a space to talk to other people, or you are feeling devastatingly lonely in your business journey because you haven't found business peers and colleagues to support you, or you're looking for business coaching, support in building your business, support in growing to the next stage of your leadership journey. This is a program where we have several coaches on board to help with each of those things. We have a dedicated decision engineer who helps teach people how to make really challenging decisions. This upcoming year, we're bringing on a business coach for three sessions who is talking about how to create sustainable business and scale sustainably, and the kinds of metrics to hit and the things to look out for as you grow as a leader. We have a mindset coach who is coming to talk through some of the really sticky traps that we can get into in our mental models and our mindset. And the thing I encourage everyone to do when you go through a program like this is to show up. Well, when you go through my program, I'm not going to speak for other people's programs. When you show up, show up exactly as you are. Don't pretend to try to have it together. Don't posture. I know that the networking urge is strong. It's like, oh, I've got to be at the top of my game. But we already see your brilliance from your LinkedIn, from your writing, from all of the things that you do. And now we want to help you grow into the next version of yourself and to improve. And that includes seeing the shadow sides. That includes seeing the parts of ourselves where we're like, hey, this part's really messy. Because it's all connected how we show up in motherhood, how we show up in our mindset, how we show up in our personal lives, how we show up in our business lives. They're all related. We can't separate and silo them. Okay, so that's the Wise Women's Council. Uh, We are opening up for our fourth year of the program. We have uh, almost 50% of the people who went through the program last year are coming back for another year. I'm going to open up an additional up to maybe 16 extra spots this year it depends on the capacity of our coaches but we are already starting with quite a full slate of people because they are coming back for another year so if you would like to be part of the wise women's council i would be thrilled to have you i would love to see your applications i you know if we get so many applications that i need to hire more coaches that would be such a great problem to have so I would love to have you join our incubator this year. I know that 2021 looks to be just as uncertain as last year. And there are so many things we don't know. So if you need a space like this, if you're looking for some leadership coaching, business coaching, and a community of wonderful women to be a part of throughout the entire year coming up, then do apply startupparent.com slash WWC. I will be talking about more, more about this on the podcast if I can string my words together, I will be talking more about this on the podcast in some upcoming episodes and interviewing a few of the folks from last year to hear about their experiences. So if you are on the fence or you're thinking about it and you want to know more about it, don't worry. I've got some episodes coming up. And then we're going to do a couple of roundtable QA sessions. So if you're interested in the Wise Women's Council and you want to know more about it, keep an eye on our blog and on Twitter, our Twitter or Instagram feed, wherever you are, we'll be sharing when you can sign up for those as well. If you want to apply to join us, head over to startupparent.com WWC or look for the Wise Women's Council in the main navigation bar. Take a look through all of what the program covers. Take a look through the two different program options. So pick which level you want and then submit an application and tell me which program you're looking to do because that's where we place people. If you are looking for more advanced executive coaching this year, we do have two coaches on staff that work with people in an executive coaching capacity. So that's deep dive one-on-one working with a coach. Some of the women who work with us actually join us and we create a way for them to join the Wise Women's Council and pair them with an executive coach as part of an executive leadership program so we can put together a package for you to work with an executive coach and join the wise women's council at the same time which the people who have gone through it before have loved immensely it's this blend of working deeply one-on-one with a coach and then also experiencing the support of the community throughout the year so that you can continue to implement and practice your skills over the course of a year reach out to us if you're interested in adding executive coaching on top of the leadership incubator. And we would love to talk to you and work with you and your company to do that. We are happy to support you in that way. Our early bird application deadline is January 22nd. Everybody who applies early and who's accepted into the program is going to get some early bird gifts. I have not announced what they are yet, but they do look like some of the books on our book list. So you may be getting some surprise books if you apply early. So get your application in by January 22nd if you can. You will get gifts sent to you as part of a thank you for applying early. After you submit an application for everyone who's applying, we review all of them. And then we invite people to the next round of interviews in late January and early February. From there, after the interview process, we offer invitations to come join us for the year. It is an incredible group of people and I would love to see your application. Our final enrollment deadline is February 15th. Everybody who applies to join us should hear from us by mid-February. I really encourage you to apply even if you think you're a mess or a wreck or like you don't have things put together because I can guarantee you that so, Many powerful women you know and that you watch also feel these things. I feel these things. I am not always put together. Sometimes I slap dash an application in and I am shocked that people want me to accept something. Women need to show up and claim power and take up space and devote space to our own leadership and growth. So if you feel like now is the time and this is really calling to you, don't hesitate, don't second guess yourself, go for it, go after it, put an application in. That said, if 2021 is really tough for you or you're not able to join or apply this year, I also want to say that I get it. This has been such an incredibly tough year for so many folks and so many people are finding themselves in such a hard spot right now. I want to let you know that I see you too. It won't always be as tough as it is right now. If it's hard for you and you feel like this is just impossible, please know that there are people out there who see you and we know that you exist. I know that you exist. Being a human being is so hard. Being a parent is royally tough. Living through a pandemic is unprecedented in our lifetime. So I hope for you that 2021 is a year that you can get your feet back under you, that you can find coping skills that give you small moments to laugh amidst all of the crappiness. I hope you get to find some steadiness and peace, and I hope to see you apply in a future year of the Wise Women's Council down the line. Maybe 2022, 2023, or whenever is right for you. That's it for the updates. Thank you all for being such loyal listeners to this podcast, for writing in, for sending me emails, for sharing your stories, for checking in and asking how I'm doing in the midst of a pandemic, because you know that I'm a working parent too, I really appreciate it. That's such a kind thing to do. And thanks more than that for being so fiercely dedicated to changing the lives of working parents, like all of us here at Startup Parent want to do. That's it for today. I'll see you on the next episode.